Well, hello. Welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, I'm joined this morning by Ken and Ann Wisenant, and it has a nice flow to it, doesn't it? It was great to see you all this morning. Uh, I've just recently gotten to know these folks or started to get to know these folks and um, just starting to find out about how precious they are and what a joy they are and what a blessing they are to the First Baptist Church family. So thank you for setting aside some time to come by and put yourself through this. I've been giving them all the wherefores and whatfors about recording a podcast, but um, I don't think it's not that painful. I promise it's not. So it's great to have y'all. How are you this morning? Doing good. You're doing wonderful. Good. Beautiful morning. It is upright. Mm-hmm. You know what is it that they always say? I'm upright and taking nourishment. So it's all good, right? Yes, it is. Well, I just wanted to let you have an opportunity as part of the First Baptist family to get to know these folks. They've uh, they've kind of been here. I don't think we may have met maybe a month or two ago. Not sure exactly how long. Two months and. Uh, they came in and they're part of our choir ministry and and greeter ministry and um, just a lot of different things. And so I've already enjoyed getting to know you guys. I thank you for being in the choir. It's fun. Uh, We have a good time together. And so I'm looking forward to just finding out a little bit more about you guys. So uh, we'll just get started. We'll just dive right into it. How about that? Uh, Normally when folks meet, you know, like if I were to meet you, we we would have some kind of discussion about I'm, you fill in the blank, and I am from. There's something about that familiarity of getting to know you, know about you, where you're from, and that kind of thing. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with Ann today. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, Ann, it, give us a little bit of an update on where you're from. Yes, well, I'm from Arab. Arab. Uh-huh, a little community actually called Ruth. We would jokingly say Ruth is between Hogjaw and Eddie. So <laughs> if anyone knows where those places right. are, I'm from Ruth. So that you spent most of your growing up years there, right? Yes. yes. My grandparents uh, lived there. Just had a little little farm, little and um, you know had a garden, couple yeah. of cows. So just uh, grew up in a, and they were godly um, grandparents and so, yeah. I loved so you're a North Alabama girl, yes, right? Yes, That's great. So, Ken, tell us where you're from. I'm from Gadsden, okay. uh, Alabama. Grew up there and a good uh, Christian family. Uh, Dad worked at the steel plant and mom worked at home. And yeah. I have a brother two years younger and a sister two years older. But I got Gadsden you. was the place. That was the place. So, Ann, you, you've already alluded to the fact that you had godly grandparents yes. and parents. What about brothers and sisters no, and I all have, that kind of uh-huh, stuff? I have an older sister and an older brother and then a younger sister. Older brother. Okay, so you're a pretty, pretty big family then, right? And went to Arab High, all, Arab yeah. high School, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ken, and you said you alluded to the fact that you had parent, good parents. Well, we all had parents, didn't we? But good <laughs> parents, godly parents, you know. So tell us about growing up in Gaston. Like, what was your life like there? Uh, how did your parents influence you and those kind of things? Uh, very early uh, that I can remember, we were in church. Uh, we had a normal life growing up as far as the grammar school was a half a block away and then later on junior high and senior high. But uh, growing up, 
Uh, Mom and Dad made sure we were all in church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time the, <laughs> the yeah. doors opened. So, so they had you there, huh? That's right. Okay, so carrying that, carrying that further, so you you grew up in Gadsden. You graduated from high school there, I yes. guess. Okay, what about life after that? Which what? How, where did life? How did life take you then? Okay, in uh, in church, uh, a pastor that I had uh, in my teenage years in high school uh, started taking an interest in me and uh, wanted me to make sure that I, you know, was heading in the right direction. Uh, and I was in the music. I was in the band and started playing a trumpet when I was about 10. And so in high school, you know, he wanted to make sure. So he started uh, guiding me toward a Christian college. So after I graduated from high school, then I uh, went to a small Christian college in northeast Georgia, and uh, he said, just go for a year. Just just go for a year. He said, you can go whatever you want to after that. Uh, but the Lord, uh, you know, I stayed there and graduated from there. And uh, so that's uh, – and then from there, I, well, I was drafted uh, to go to Vietnam uh, when uh, – in 67 – so I didn't get to finish college until I finished my military time. Mm. But my military time was uh, supposed to have been going to Vietnam, but uh, I had a chance to audition for the Army Band. Oh, wow. And so I passed that audition and spent two years with their concert band. Oh, wow. So it's tough duty, but you made it through it, right? <laughs> didn't kinda, go to Vietnam. Kind of yes. took a, a little detour there before. Yeah. yeah. So, Ann, tell me about it. Graduated from high school, and where, where, where did life take you mm-hmm. after that? Well, from graduated high school and um, married and moved to Jasper, lived in Jasper for 26 years, um, have one son, Nathan. He still lives in um, Hartzell, and... Um, um, I always went to church, served in the church there in um, Jasper, and then had the opportunity to buy um, a beautiful home in Hartzell in 99 and um, uh, bought that, moved closer to my family, and um, uh, opened a bed and breakfast oh, in wow. that house. It was called the Odin House. It's on Main Street there in Hartzell. Has a um, um, wonderful history behind it, but uh, one thing that I loved, and I think you'll appreciate, "Leaning on the Everlasting Arms" was written in oh, that wow. house. Oh wow! Yeah, so love that story behind. Yeah, uh, and I, actually, I've seen that because I, 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 the author was from Hartsville. Now, uh-huh. yeah, I remember that. Now, yes, did you say yeah. that? Yeah. And um, so then, and Ken and I met and um, uh, fell in love and married almost eleven years ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Ken, tell me about children, that kind of stuff. Do you have? I have a son. He lives in uh, East Flat Rock, North Carolina, just outside of Hendersonville. Uh, He is a family counselor uh, for troubled families and troubled kids, right, you know, at a time when they're facing some issues. Uh, So he uh, is married and has two uh, grown kids and uh, have a daughter who's unmarried. Uh, and she lives in uh, Myrtle Beach, South okay. Carolina. I got you. And hence, and Ann, you have the most important thing, really. I mean, we can talk about everything, but grandchildren. I mean, let's let's face it. That's yes. a pretty big deal, yes, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, so. Chloe is 12, going uh-huh. on 16. She's growing up way too fast. Oh, but sure. <laughs> beautiful, sweet young lady. And yeah. So we moved back here to Coleman 
two years ago. Right. Uh, after uh, Ken and I married, we kind of semi-retired to Central Florida for eight years. Eight years. So we've been back closer to home almost two years now. Yeah. And to be back closer to Chloe and... Yeah, so you got closer to family. And yes. Did, yeah, so you so you were in the bed and breakfast business here, or in Hartsville, yes. actually, and so you, you decided it was time to retire? Yes, we kind of, well, yes. Y'all after, just mutually uh, decided uh, that, yeah? Uh, I had the bed and breakfast for 15 years in a, in a venue right beside my bed and breakfast then where we did um, booked events. I see. And uh, did lots of catering there. And uh, so Ken and I still ran all that after the first year that we married. Right. But decided that we'd kind of semi-retire and slow down. I was pretty wore out from all of that by that time. So when we moved to Florida, we um, uh, looked into an organization that we joined called Interim Innkeepers. Okay. And um, so that uh, is where we would take assignments and manage bed and breakfast all over the United States. So we call those working vacations. Working vacations, but you went everywhere, everywhere. right? Everywhere. We had a great time. Backing up just a bit now. How did you guys meet? Can, you know, can Ken, if you tell us kind of how that how that came about, I'd like to know how y'all met. Yeah, well, I was uh, I'd met some friends uh, in Gadsden that were going to be in Hartsel for some event at a small church. Okay, uh, just almost next door to where Ann's uh, bed and, and breakfast yeah. was and the little catering cottage. And so I went to church with them and had an involvement a little bit with that church. Uh, and so <clears throat> uh, the church had a choir and the choir had a Christmas party. And so they wanted to have the Christmas party at the cottage where Ann, so Ann catered it. I got you. So uh, they said, well, I want you to uh, just meet everybody. So they brought Ann out and I was not married. And so she came out and she calls it it looked like my eyes went like Roger Rabbit's eyes <laughs> boing 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 uh, and so uh, we occasionally had coffee together right and uh, so it just grew into and neither one of us uh, you know were really uh, on the on the search <laughs> yeah. but having coffee and having uh, shared some things that were personally very much in common with each right. other as far as our faith and our commitment to life from this point on, uh, we started growing a very wonderful, wonderful, happy relationship. Right. And, and it's carried right on, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it sounds like you were, as they say, smitten plumb down to your Absolutely. socks, right? Yeah, I got you. Well, now we've heard your account of the way that happened. Now, Anne, did that? Do we, well, do we it, need to know it, the rest it, of the well, story? No, no, that's kind of where where it was. Yeah, it was the Roger Rabbit look, I call it, and tickled about that. And so you played it cool. Oh yeah, I was oh, real yeah, cool. I got yeah, you. He, right. so he he left, and everybody left, and after the party, and I would look around to see if anybody had left anything, camera, whatever, and I heard this little knock at the door, and went to the door, and it was. Ken, he said he had left something, had forgotten something. But when when I opened the door that time, it was me going the boing, 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 even though I'd just seen him. But he looked eight feet tall and five feet wide. He looked like a A giant. giant, And I was (laughs) so... So, yeah. So, so, well, that's sweet. And so, and that was how long ago now? Uh, 
well, almost 11 years. Well, January we will be 11. That we were oh, then, oh that yeah, was, then it was 12, 12 13, four, yeah, 13 years. years. So yeah. it was two years before we got married. Yeah, so that's neat. Well, let's do this. Let's back up for just a second because, you know, I told you I, I usually or most always ask folks about their salvation experience and how they came to know Christ and that kind of stuff. So, Ann, I'll start with you. Okay. Tell us how you became a Christian, when you became a Christian, okay. and well, those kind of things. My, my grandparents, as I said earlier, were, you know, godly Christian uh, people. And um, we went to a little small church called Pleasant Valley Baptist Church down in Cateco Valley. It's still still there, but it was just a little white church. My uh, is a young child and teenager. Mm-hmm. And so they did the revivals every fall where you went, you know, during right. the day and then again at yeah. night. And um, But so I was uh, 13, and uh, it was the last day of the revival, and um, I um, asked the Lord to come into my heart and uh, try, tried to live for him uh, since, and um, but still— Still doing yeah. that every day, living the best well, I can to serve all and love are, him. But yes. yes, but that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, but no, great yeah. little church. It's still uh, lots of cousins, all oh, family yeah. that still go there. Big family, yes, family yeah. place. Well, that's, that's great. Well, Ken, how about you? How did you come to know Christ? It's a very uh, special uh, memory. Uh, my mom and dad were believers, right? Uh, never outgoing about their faith, uh, never yeah. heard them pray, never saw them. I don't think I ever saw them read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were devoted uh, Christians yeah. and had us kids in church I see. all the time. Uh, this church that I grew up in, a little small Baptist church in Gadsden, it would see to maybe, maybe 200. But during the time that I was there from uh, five years old until 16, uh, the church was vibrant, mm-hmm. uh, and every Sunday it would fill up, and then they would bring in the chairs and unfold the chairs down the aisle, and then people would keep coming in and stand around the walls, wow. you know, around the windows of the church, the whole service, from the opening prayer to the closing benediction, even through the invitation, Yeah, uh, people would stand there because they didn't want to miss anything that was going on. Mm-hmm. During that time, uh, I would sit on the front pew uh, with a friend of mine, Mitch, and mainly because my parents sat on the back pew. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All the distance you could get. But right? every yeah. Sunday, they would uh, put uh, a blind, an elderly blind lady, roll her in on in a wheelchair beside the pew where I was sitting on the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. And uh, Miss Annie, she was called Miss Annie, and uh, she was blind. So she would come in and... She would very quietly lean over to me and say, good morning. Now, I remember the first time she ever did that, and she said that, and I didn't, you know, at six years old, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to say to an sure. elderly blind lady. And uh, so I said, good morning. And so she asked me my name, and I told her, and then she said, uh, may I touch your face? And I said, yes, ma'am. And so she did, and she said, uh, you're a handsome young man. <laughs> and she said, but I need to tell you this. God loves you. So every Sunday after yeah. that, I made sure I was on the end so that they would. Uh, yeah, she would sit by you. Yeah. And then she would lean over and she would touch my face and say, God loves you. 
So at six years old, one Sunday night, January uh, the 2nd, 1952, uh, I went to the altar and gave my life to Christ. Uh, a deacon uh, was immediately there at the altar with his Bible open to the book of Romans and talked me through. And I can remember that yeah. uh, just as vividly as anything. And uh, so he led me to Christ and I was baptized the next week and uh, no, I didn't understand all the theology. I just knew that I had seen enough altar calls yeah. uh, to see that people were, something was happening. And so as a six-year-old, I understood enough to know the difference between right, and this, which is what the deacon asked me. He said, do you know the difference between right and wrong? And I said, yes. And so he shared with me more from the scripture. And uh, so then he said, well, we need to, need to pray. So we prayed, and so that's when I prayed to believe in Christ, and from there, uh, yeah, <laughs> just grew from there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was. I was. Uh, I was actually, and you know, part of that too is like you're saying. You, if you're in church, if you're in church, and you see these things, and you know these, you don't understand at time. You know, maybe when you're a little, little, you know, you people go to the altar, and you, you don't really understand, although understand the wherefores and and what fors. But you do, and so I, I myself was a third grader, you know. So that would make eight, maybe eight, nine years old, and uh, and and joined, went, walked down, scared to death, but you know, accepted Christ <laughs> at that time. Now, I was like, you know, what I said before, as I was growing up, I was in church and those kind of things. But there are, and and this is why you can't overestimate the importance of people working with kids, mm. whatever mm. their age. Mm. I had a lady who was the uh, high school choir director at Hansville there where I grew up, and uh, she was also a bivocational minister of music at First Baptist. Mm. And so she asked me to start coming as a teenager to help in music stuff, you know, to help sing. And I actually, you know, put the robe on, sang with the adult choir and all those kind of things. And so, yeah, she, I don't know if the right word is cemented my belief but she cemented, helped cement my calling, mm -hmm. you know, and so so that so people do that. So yeah, mm -hmm. so that's great. And do you remember the deacon's name? I mean, I can remember. I, I, that's a, I know that's not a trick yeah, question. Well, his his nickname was Piddle. Piddle. My, my dad <laughs> called him Piddle because he just always was piddling around. Piddling. Uh, so Tally, uh, yeah. I think his name was Wayne Tally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I remember. So very, Deacon Piddle. Yeah, right, I got you. And, and then every, not maybe not every time I went to church after that, uh, he would make a point uh, to come by me and either speak to me or just put his hand on my shoulder. Yeah. All the time I grew up. Yeah. So I grew up in that in that atmosphere. Right. Yeah. So and God used that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is amazing too. You know, like like we were talking about we. When you grow up in church, we have those those memories like that, because mm. we had someone. This gentleman taught I don't know the primary boys or whatever the boys were, you know. And he was an older gentleman. He was a dick. His name was Fred Cagle. I'll never forget the man, you know. Mm. But he, I don't know how you knew or what you knew, but you know these these guys they how God uses uses people like that. So so that's so sweet. Well. Man, that's great. I appreciate you guys sharing that with us. I, I really do. So what, now I know you were in Hartsville, so you've retired and you've, you've moved to Florida. The dream world for retirees <laughs> from what everybody thinks, well, I guess. 
you know, this is going to reveal, just make this short, uh, reveal a little bit how shallow I am. Uh, (laughs) And that is uh, 10 or 11 years ago in Hartzell, during January, it was real cold and it got down to single-digit temperatures three nights in a row. So we... (laughs) got online and started looking for some Disney World tickets. Sure. And so we got the Disney World tickets and went down to uh, Disney World for four days uh, to get away from the cold. (laughs) I grew up in a house that was very cold, so I'd had enough cold. So we went down there and for four days, we had a wonderful time in short sleeves and shorts and flip-flops, you know. So I said, well, while we're down here, let's just drive around. So we started driving south. So we drove south on 27, Highway 27, and about an hour and a half uh, south of Disney World, came across the city sign that said, Frostproof. <laughs> I said, Ann, if we live here or south of here, we're You're safe. safe yeah. <laughs> so we drove another 40 miles to Lake Placid hmm. and uh, came back here, sold everything, and moved to Lake Placid for the well. eight years. Yeah. So and had and opened a little cafe, which we humorously say we were going to sell banana sandwiches. So yeah, uh, <laughs> okay. But it so, turned out to be that uh, Ann's cooking became a very popular place to be. So <laughs> yeah, and a lot of good folks around. Yeah. So mm. well, that that's that's neat. So what brought you to Coleman? How what how did you eventually land in Coleman? Mm. And well, well, my, my son, like I said earlier, my son and granddaughter still lived in Hartzell the whole mm-hmm. eight years we were in Florida. And uh, on our assignments, doing the B&B assignments, uh, we'd come through Hartzell as often as we could to visit sure. and see them and, and other friends that we, family that we miss so much being in, uh, away. And um, so just two years ago, we we decided that th- it was time to We're going to tough it out. Yeah, We're going to go we, back to the yeah, cold. Yeah, <laughs> we, we always knew that we'd move back closer to home sometime. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seemed like that was the, yeah. the the right time. That was in 2020. And so when we got here, everything was still kind of shut down. People were not getting out or still meeting mm-hmm. together. And um, But... But people found out that we were back in the area and um, started getting lots of calls for doing weddings and things like oh, that okay. when yeah. uh, when people did start meeting together. So then this past year, we've uh, really gotten busy again with our catering, and, and that's our that's our gift of hospitality sure. and. Um, cooking, I cook, Ken does everything else. So I got you. it's a good team. <laughs> yeah. So what brought you, Ken, what brought you guys to First Baptist? Okay. Uh, since we both grew up in church, uh, both came to Christ very early. And then before we married, we were sitting down at coffee saying what we wanted to do with our life from this point on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, that had everything to do with uh, serving Christ and sure. wanting to be involved in a uh, in a ministry that was biblical uh, and solid and prayerful and mm-hmm. and exciting all at the same time. And so our search for that has been uh, until recently has been a very disappointing search. Mm-hmm. but, uh, and so we stopped going to church altogether uh, for the last two years. So one night I'm on the tablet, and so I said, well, I'm going to look at First Baptist in Coleman uh, mm-hmm. because we were driving 
yeah. all over this area and primarily the area that we knew up around Hartzell and yeah. And so on the tablet that night, I said, well, let's just look at First Baptist. So it was uh, one of the sermons from Tom Richter, the pastor. And so I said, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, next night when I had the tablet, I listened to another. So I listened to about three or four sermons. Then I told Ann one morning, I said, I said, now one sermon, you know, a guy can preach a pretty good sermon yeah. one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I told Tom this uh, a couple of Sundays ago. And uh so, but I said, here's he's got he's got like three or four in a row, mm-hmm. uh, and so we said, let's so let's visit. So we visited, and what we'd been praying for and looking for and coming away disappointed after ten years, God put all together in one service, one time, uh, to say, no, this is this is where yeah. God wants you. And so, our standard has been what. Uh, church standard is, is Acts 2, 42 to 47, you know, where they're devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and prayer. Yeah. And so we saw uh, that Sunday and since, uh, yeah. and we don't want to, like we said also before we married, so no, at this point in life, we don't want to waste any time. Yeah. Uh, so when God speaks, we answer and, yeah. and get get with it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> well, like I say, yeah, and you, you've hit the ground running, so... Uh, Ann, tell us about you found a place of service. Yes. That's always exciting to us. You know, if people come in, they feel, you know, God leading them and they find a place of service. So yes, how about your place of service? How about how's that worked oh, out for uh, you? We're loving it. Yes. Uh, this is the most loving church, loving yeah. people. And um, so we were well, I mean, fortunate I enough to, to, yeah. to be greeters um, yeah. last Sunday. And, um, yeah. I bet you're a great greeter. I bet you'd be a great greeter. So, yeah. And so, Ken, you found your place for services. Well, y'all are together, kind of. Tell us how, what kind of what y'all do as far as serving here at church. Uh, well, uh, we have we started attending everything. You know, we yeah. wanted to get the full picture uh, right. of everything, and so that's what we've been doing. The Wednesday night dinner, and then we attended a class or two one, you know, on the Wednesday nights, and then. Uh, we wanted to be a part of the music ministry, so we decided to join the church. And then we go to Sunday school. We went to a couple of different classes until uh, found we the spot. Huh? Now found a spot in one of the Sunday school classes, and so now we attend. Uh, uh, t- before we joined the choir, we were sitting out in the audience, and so the first Sunday we came, there's a, a real nice couple that sat in front of us. So we. The second Sunday, decided to find them and sit behind them again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because they were very nice. As a matter of fact, the first Sunday when they gave the fellowship time, you know, yeah. shaking hands and welcome everybody, uh, they turned around and shook hands and so glad to see us again. And uh, so, but she, then she, the lady, pulled me toward her and she said, um, she said, and we're a happy church. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And of course, that was already uh, yeah. so be obvious. Uh, yeah. So, so that was you know those those types of things. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. the minute you know we're and now we're taking steps. Uh, you know, yeah. in answer to what God may open up even further. So sure. Well, it's great to have you, and it's a, it is a blessing to be part of a happy <laughs> church. Yeah. And uh, and a growing church. You know, God has just sent people our way. A lot of folks and. Uh, he's blessed us in so many ways, mm. and not the least of which, guy, folks like you guys. I mean, it's a it's a blessing when, 
and we have a lot of folks who've been here for you know it, like any town Coleman there's a lot of folks who've been here for a long long time you and I were talking about the podcast but there's one on there by a gentleman by the name of Warren Stewart hmm. now I don't know if you've met Warren or seen Warren or not but I would encourage you when you're listening to go back and grab that one and then find him at church he's a blessing he hmm. and Miss Elizabeth I think he's in his 90s uh, but he his podcast was fascinating. So, mm-hmm. but you know we've got those kind of folks, and then then just a world of young families and children mm-hmm. and and those kind of yeah. things. And you just think, man, what a blessing that is, because we've all been in situations where it just wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a blessing. But you guys are a blessing. So thank you for setting aside time to just come by and talk with us mm-hmm. and share. You know, just. We just look forward to getting to do a whole lot of stuff together. It's almost Christmas, so we're going to sing a bunch. <laughs> right? We're going to sing a bunch. It. So, But I love you guys and appreciate you. And uh, we'll look forward to the next time on the First Person Podcast. So thanks for being here. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.